This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, I almost said Monday because of Memorial Day. Yep. It is Tuesday, May 31st, final day of May. We're now into almost the technical summer. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is making the most of his quote-unquote, summertime television watching, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, we need like, three, what is it, three weeks until the uh, summer equinox? Well, yes, that, that is, is correct, Jerem. Okay, so I went for the triple, like Liverpool, uh-huh, but uh-huh. they didn't. They got the double. Okay, explain the triple. The triple is I went for uh, Top Gun Maverick, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Stranger Things 4. Over okay. Two for three. Ooh. Saw Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Highly recommended. Obi-Wan Kenobi, awesome. And then Stranger Things 4, we got through two episodes – we rewatched all of season three, mm-hmm. um, so that's why we didn't finish that. But it was in a, it, it was awesome, man. A fun weekend of uh, you know watching TV, getting out and doing stuff. Uh, it was great, man. Well, in a way, you kind of did hit the triple. You just went back and didn't finish recap something. You you watched all of Stranger Things three and yeah. the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. and Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. I think that it's qualifies awesome. as a pseudo triple combination. Uh, no pearl of great price per se, but, uh, yeah, we, we need to get through four probably by the end of the week. How do you have time to do this? That's what I wonder about. You I'm have, always impressed. You have time for what you want to make time for. Like when someone says, I don't have time for that. What they mean is I didn't make time for that. What went away? Sleep? <laughs> uh, paying attention to my children. Just kidding. No, they're like in the same room sometimes and we're like, put on headphones, watch your own show for a minute. Cause we, Yeah. We have to wait till they go to bed to to you know go downstairs and throw the uh, the mega base on the the big screen. But yeah, okay, yeah. very impressed. Oh yeah, there are other activities. I'm just telling you the TV shows. Now, time is the operative word today as we look into today's show lineup, like dates and times for most of the BYU football games in 2022. Are any of those dates and times specifically advantageous to BYU, and which? Date and time do you like the most? Tell us why. Also, BYU men's basketball has their newest staff member, Cahill Fennell. The assistant coach to join Mark Pope's staff will join us and make his BYU Sports Nation debut. How does he know Mark Pope? Why did he opt to come to BYU and join the Cougars staff? Plus, a whole slew of shout-outs to give out because it was a very busy Memorial Day weekend. Which brings us to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Football TV channels and times for six more BYU games this fall are out. Highlighted by Week 2 hosting Baylor, 10-15 Eastern on ESPN. At Oregon the next week on Fox at 3.30 Eastern. And, of course, the most important game of the season, mm. November 19th. Utah Tech Let's live go. right here on BYU TV, 3.30 Eastern. We will break down the rest of the times, what we like, advantages, disadvantages, TBDs that are interesting coming up in the how about this from ESPN's Mel Kuyper? Jerem Jordan tweeted about this, some ESPN Plus content. He's already put out his big board in a lot of ways for the 2023 NFL Draft. He has four different BYU players in the top 10 of their respective positions. This is Mel Kuyper. This isn't just any NFL Draft opinion. He's now joining a bunch of other guys that have said, hey, watch out for 
Jalen yep. Hall and Blake Freeland, and yep. now some others. Let's go, baby. Okay, so Hall is the number six quarterback overall. Mm. Isaac Rex, 10th tight end overall. Blake Freeland, number three offensive tackle. And Clark Barrington is the number six guard. I put on my blue goggles. Woo! But what I meant to do is not put them on because I believe I believe in that. Those aren't far-fetched, honestly. And this is NFL draft prospects. This is not like your ranking in college currently, right? Correct. There, there is a difference. And I, honestly, I like the NFL draft so more than the college. Draft. Pacing for at least at four least draft picks. 13 wins and then another game in the college football champion, national championship game. Okay. Fox Sports says BYU ranked 24th in its way too early top 25. Cougar opponents Notre Dame's at five. Whoa. Mm. Baylor 11, Oregon 16, and Arkansas at 17. So BYU would rank fifth on its own schedule? <laughs> I guess eight and four. No, nine and three or bust. Let's go. Men's basketball, as I mentioned, announcing the official hiring of Cahill Fennell as an assistant coach. He comes from Louisville and spoke to the media late last week. Really, really excited to be a part of this thing and, and uh, hope to compete for championships in the near future. That's, that's what this place is about. Um, you know, obviously, it's unique in its standards and what they demand of their student athletes and their staff. Um, and I think that makes it a little bit more special. Uh, I think when you can do those things and combine that uh, with the goal of competing for championships, it makes it a, a really unique place. And, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Unique is the operative word here. He's got some unique ties already to BYU. We'll discuss those with him. Yeah, and, and I like the championship idea. I'd love to go 500 in the Big 12. <laughs> That's my personal goal. I want the team to go for a title. I would like the team to go at least 500. Gideon George officially returns to BYU, withdrawing his name from the NBA draft after working out with at least the Spurs and Jazz. And Colin Chandler, Elder Chandler, one of uh, 27 players named to the USA Men's Basketball U18 training camp roster. Training camp's underway in Houston, runs to June 2nd. He was not one of the 17 finalists for the roster, probably because he's leaving for Africa on his mission in a couple of weeks. Okay. How about BYU track and field just doing their thing? Their rise to prominence continues. Combined between the men and women, they tally 21 total entries to the NCAA championships. The men will send 12 different groups or individuals with Sebastian Fernandez running the 800 meters in a minute 47 and 62 hundredths. That is blazing. The women totaled nine entries. Sable Lohmeyer El Bakri broke a school record throwing uh, the shot put 56.83 meters. Well done. Incredible. Men's golf finishes 21st at the NCAA Championships in Scottsdale, led by Cole Ponich, who shot a final round 69 to tie for 55th place. Starting off uh, with some USFL, uh, the Cougs and the pros, Corbin, Corbin Kafusi. How about this? Trick play. He caught a 32-yard pass for the Tampa Bay Bandits. I'm not even sure if it was just a trick play or if it was just... A, a little bit of uh, deception. Yeah, yes. A because he's an offensive play. lineman. Intent to deceive, 10-yard penalty. He's wearing a, yeah, Max Hall's like, what? This worked in 08. Why didn't it work in 09 against Air Force? But yeah, great catch. Uh, and it was brought up on Undisputed by uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. They, they broke down the Skip. catch. Skip, did you see that <laughs> catch by Corbin? T. John Caroma played in a 31-27 overtime loss as well for the Michigan Panthers. Tomasi Laulile had three tackles, including a tackle for loss and an 11-point loss to the Houston Gamblers. So the Cougs and the USFL working. That's still, that's ha that's happening? Like that league's still going? That's working. Still have money? That's great. Pretty cool moment in the NWSL over the weekend. Michaela Clough and Ashley Hatch for the Orlando Pride and Washington Spirit. They played in a game, and they both scored a goal. That's pretty cool. 2-2 tie in that. They meet again on July 17th. 
All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. TV dates and times for the majority of the BYU football schedule in 2022 have been revealed. What do you think? Any of them advantageous, disadvantageous? What makes the most sense for you to enjoy as a fan? So let's discuss, Jeremy. Eight fifteens. As you look at the twelve game schedule again, not everything has been announced, but a good deal of the information has been set. What jumps out to you first and foremost about the BYU football TV schedule? Yeah, there are things I like, things I don't like. It just is what it is to some degree, right? It's not like we can control this very much. Uh, You know, okay. uh, First off, uh, the the greatest combination of TV time and channel is Oregon. 3.30 Eastern on Fox. I love that. Afternoon, national TV, big-time game with hopefully two top 25 teams at that point. That's going to be big time, Uh, especially if BYU is coming off a home win against Baylor, which is the hope, right? I love that one. That really pops for Mm -hmm. me as kind of the number one situation. Although Notre Dame, 7.30 Eastern on NBC, we already knew. (laughs) That's amazing. Like, it's Notre Dame. It's NBC. Every. Like, does any does anyone do people still have uh, you know rabbit ears on TVs? Like, if so, you still get NBC no matter what. You know what I mean? Yep. Like being on network television doesn't mean as much as it used to. There's a digital antenna. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I wish what about my the analog where I live it doesn't work, so I pay for the cable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody's got the internet. They can whatever. Mm-hmm. Go to Chili's. You can uh, you can watch it. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, th- those two games really stick out. It's like. Network TV in a great spot that isn't, like, super late at night. Okay, so the first thing I like is the Baylor home opener. Mm -hmm. I know it's late, but I like the idea of temperatures cooling and evening football early in the season. And maybe it's just fantastic memories of what happened the last time BYU opened at home at 8.15. Well, and the next week. Right, Arizona State, like Utah and Arizona State, two late games. That was incredible. So I like the cooler temperatures, beautiful setting with the changing colors against the mountain backdrop, and then football under the lights. I really like that. I'm with you on the Oregon national spotlight. A lot of eyeballs are going to be on that game, especially if BYU was two and zero, and Oregon is two and zero going into that. Oregon will be one and one, dog. Uh, They're playing Georgia in Atlanta in Week One. So they're going to lose that game. I agree with you. <laughs> do we hope they win it? Kind of. So Yes, we do, because then that win would matter more. I mean, more. they beat Ohio State on the road last year. Oregon is weird about can, doing things yes, like they that. they can lose at Stanford. They can win at Ohio State. Yeah. Just, they they yeah. could beat Georgia and then lose to BYU at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping there's no soccer volleyball game that weekend, because I want to go to that Oregon game. Because my parents went to a BYU-Oregon game uh-huh. in 89 uh-huh. and didn't take your boy, who was five, and I would have, I would have been great at the game, Mom. Why didn't you take me? You know what game they also didn't take me to? Let's just take a moment. I was a baby, but they were in San Diego and they went to the '84 Holiday Bowl. Didn't take Jerem. Could have taken me. I know I would have cried and pooped my way through that game probably as a baby. But come on, I could have said that I went to that game. Jerem. Mom, I still love you. You know that. In the words, I'll call of, you later. In the words of a line from Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> it's time to let go. <laughs> Let the pass die, Kyler It's run. time to let go. I don't have to let go of it. Moving on to the schedule. Notre Dame, primetime. That is the primetime yeah, slot. No doubt. Click. Like that, that is Next. the biggest primetime slot. 
the opener for BYU against USF on ESPNU. I was a little worried that this game might be early in the day. I don't like the idea of BYU playing early football on the East Coast. Yeah. So a 4 p.m. Eastern time start Not is favorite. I like that. Not terrible. Um, Could it be is, very it hot is going to be hot and humid. Hot that's, and humid. That's my one. So let's talk disadvantages. Okay. Hot and humid in Tampa in the opener. It is what it is in September in Tampa, probably, unless you're playing way late, which they don't on the East Coast typically play late games. They get them in earlier. Um, and then the other one that sticks out is Utah State. It's a Thursday night game, short turnaround. 6 p.m. Mountain, though, not super late. Well, it's anytime Thursday, whatever. The short turnaround is a little bit of a concern. And Utah State, it's not like they're traveling far, right? Short turnaround it's- after Wyoming? Are we worried about that? Utah State won 11 games last year and finished top 25, and they bring back um, some good pieces, okay. including Logan Bonner. But they're at this, home. This, this is a game you need to be careful. Like, that's a sneaky one. But, but the advantage of the Thursday is that the next week, BYU is at no, uh, against Notre Dame. Amen. So they have two extra days yes. to prep for the fighting Irish. Yes. I like that part. Yes. And if you're going to do a Thursday night game, better that BYU has – a home-and-home scenario where they host Wyoming. They don't have to go anywhere. And Vegas isn't crazy road trip the next week. Yes. They stay home against Utah State nine days to prepare for Notre Dame. This stuff matters. When, when like, the dust settles in five years, you don't think about, well, that was a Thursday. They had played two P5s the previous two of the last three weeks. They had Notre Dame the next week. Like, Utah State's a trap game. Let's just say it right now. That is a trap game on this schedule with Notre Dame the next week. Like, is BYU – uh, you know, four and zero at this point. Are they almost in the top ten? Like, are they riding high? Like, that is a sneaky, sneaky game. Be careful. The toughest stretch for BYU, as I look at the schedule with all the times and dates that have been announced, for me is Utah State, Notre Dame, Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas at yes. the end of that three game stretch because you're going to play an emotional rivalry game against Utah State. They'll the be extra motivated. They'll be extra motivated yep. because they've been taken off the schedule. Then you get Notre Dame, which looks like it will clearly be the toughest game of the season. We'll see when everything pans out. And then you get Arkansas, which a lot of people think now, at least not uh, when we ask the question, some people think Arkansas might be an even tougher game than Notre Dame. Wait, a tougher opponent. It could. Like, like Notre Dame's perennially overrated. They're fantastic, but, you know, in the end, they don't actually, you know, win the big game or whatever. Like, that'll be, that'll be a huge three-game set. Sure. I, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. That's a huge situation. TBD games, let's talk about that. Like, what's, what's still TBD that's interesting? It's Arkansas. Um, and the reason that some of these aren't announced yet is, like, ESPN wants to see how good Arkansas and BYU are. Do they put it on ABC at 1.30 yeah. in the yeah. afternoon? Like, is that a game of two top 15 teams? If at it's that a point? ranked like, matchup, I like, would be knows? shocked if it's not on ABC at 1.30 or ESPN at like 5 o'clock. Or original split or whatever. Yes. Like that, that's going to be no worse than ESPN2, by the way. That, there's no way that game's on ESPNU to me. Um, there are a few other TBAs. Like Liberty has a deal with ESPN. They'll just figure out is that an, that feels like an ESPNU game, right? Um, Stanford's interesting. Our hope is it's not on the Pac-12 network, right? I'd so like to it, watch the game <laughs> without having to order an extra package. Well, you'll be at the game. But, um, <laughs> yeah, unless we switch. Touche. Um, yeah. So those are the only a couple TBAs, right, um, that, that stick out. But the most important game is, of course, Utah Tech live on BYU TV. Like we ah, yes. Yeah. We saved the best for last, right? <laughs> Perhaps our last game in a while. Here's what I don't want with Boise State. A super late kickoff against Boise State. Yeah. And it looks like a Saturday. I mean, do not, I mean, do they could want a late, late kickoff against Boise State. Yeah, and it'll be on Fox. Mountain West Conference has a Fox deal as of the last couple of years, so that's traditionally been an ESPN game. But 
you know, FS1 in yeah. 2020, um, and that went well. You know, my guy Aaron Goldsmith calling the game. I'm feeding him info during the game. It's get, getting him on the air. I can infiltrate the broadcast. There you go. <laughs> hey, a few Nostris Nocturnus nights. Okay. Utah State, yep. East Carolina Se- on Thursday night. You own, own the, the night. night. Sorry, own, own the, the night, night because you're not yep. competing against a bunch of other games on Saturday. Yep. All right, that is the schedule. We have talked about the advantages, disadvantages, our best combinations, what's most interesting to us. We want you to tell us what you think, but not before we remind everyone, Jerem, how many days until BOA plays USF? Countdown to the Bulls. 2,283 hours. <laughs> We're doing hours now? <laughs> We're doing hours. Sorry, I I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to cut you off on the days. Two thousand two hundred eighty-three hours away. Are we doing that every day, or is that just <laughs> no, no? <laughs> oh, just today. Okay. Just today. I was like, no, too exhausting. <laughs> to your point, ninety-five days. Ninety-five days. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Our Still question of the day: Which combination of time and TV channel do you like the most on the next BYU football schedule? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Jeremiah underscore Hale on Twitter answers, BYU Notre Dame on NBC Primetime is by far the best game and time slot. Yeah. Only downside is, and we pointed this out last week, Alabama and Texas A&M will be competing on CBS and all of the drama between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Yeah, we hope BYU Notre Dame are 5-0, and and it's this top-10 matchup in this epic game, right? We'll, we'll see, man. He adds, the Oregon early game on Fox will be legit, but that time always worries me based on some past BYU performances in early games. Has BYU played a West Coast early game like that in Independence? It always feels like it's been Central or Eastern time zone. I'd have to think back to that. I don't recall a West Coast, like, if BYU plays a West Coast game, it's typically at night. Like this is a rare, this this is a rare situation there where you're playing on the road early. BYU's played home early with mm-hmm. USC and Washington, but I'm talking road, road early in the day. Well, I, don't I know that the it. last time BYU played yeah. at Autzen Stadium in Ty Detmer's Heisman Trophy winning year in 1990, it was an afternoon game in Oregon. I wish on a I, I wish I knew that. I don't even remember the game. You were... <laughs> I don't remember the game. I would have remembered it if I was there, Mom. <laughs> Coming up, Corbin Kafusi makes a big catch in the USF. But why don't I blame my dad? In this? Was it better than his fake field goal grab against Utah in 2016? Time to let go. Plus, the newest Fine. BYU basketball assistant coach, Cahill Fennell, joins yeah. us. What does he have against the BYU legend? Does he need to bury the hatchet with well, someone? Hey, this is real. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> This portion of BYU Sports up, Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us this Friday, Friday, as Rebecca Black once said, for Deep Blue Volume 7 featuring Kalani Sitake, Fese Sitake, Neil Pau, Kenzie Kerber, and others, noon Eastern on Friday. On BYU TV. Everybody gets down on Friday, Jeremy. We are live in Studio B. Gotta get down. You have to. We're live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton. To my left sits Jerem Jordan. And to Jerem's left is the new BYU basketball assistant coach, Cahill Fennell, making his BYU Sports Nation debut. Welcome to Studio B and BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. This is uh, is unbelievable. i got to match your guys' energy. You guys are fired up about Fridays. (laughs) We're fired about Boise 
kickoff times. We, go. Just got, we just got, got two days off, Gail, so we, we <laughs> yeah. are making up got a lot Friday to talk about. Yeah, I got yeah, up my yeah. game here. All right, yeah, here we go. go. Well, we listen, football blew up what we thought was going to be the, you know, the biggest, you know, Gail Finnell's, all right, let's go. And then we got times, we got, you know. But it's fun that in, in late May we're talking about all this stuff and we can talk some hoops. Let's talk some hoops. Absolutely. But not before we need to bury a hatchet, okay? <laughs> Hill, you were born in Hawaii, raised a Hawaii fan, and you were very much not a BYU fan, Ty Detmer and company back in the day. Have, have you moved past that emotionally? I, I've gotten past it emotionally as a whole. You know what I mean? I, I just want to be clear. It wasn't just a Ty Detmer thing. It was, it was BYU football. In general, it was Byron Rex. It was everybody. It was everybody all involved. the guys. Yeah. You know, I had a VHS tape of uh, BYU <laughs> playing San Diego State when Marshall Falk was there. Mm-hmm. Marshall Falk had like 299 yards. Oh, was I remember the, the game. 52, 52 tie, the crazy one, or a different game. It's. I think it it's was when, I think okay. when they ran crazy and beat BYU. Yeah, and beat Pro BYU. BYU. It would have been the year yes. before. I want to yeah. say like Walsh from Torrance was your quarterback. Yes, yeah, three that, probably. Yeah, 93. Right. Correct. I've watched it like 80 times. It was the best thing that I've ever. You're a San Diego State fan. Yeah. You were an anti BYU fan. Anti BYU fan. Well, the, the whack those in those days was amazing. Like there was a sequence where Air Force is a top ten program consistently. BYU obviously, Hawaii had some tremendous teams. So yeah, that rivalry was was awesome. So I feel like you glossed over UH. You're like yeah, Air Force, San Diego State, and then Hawaii. They needed a few more whack titles there, Kale, <laughs> to really be mentioned in the top two. Fair enough. But that that rivalry was awesome. We got it firsthand in 2019 at the Hawaii Bowl. Like that's a real thing still in Hawaii. No like, question. And and BYU played in Hawaii two years ago in the Diamond Head, and you know. The, the the church's presence there is a thing like you know, you know absolutely yeah it runs culturally obviously there's, there's a huge presence with with BYU and the university and the culture and all that kind of stuff so um, yeah that's a that's a very real thing for sure okay so clearly you had an understanding when you took this job of what BYU is what they represent and you know like it or not depending on where you were in your life winning traditions right now you join Mark Pope who <laughs> obviously wants to be a winner. Um, why was BYU the right fit for you at this point of your life and your coaching career? Yeah, I think it came at the perfect time for me personally and, and for my family. You know, with everything that happened at Louisville, um, it was a great four years, but it was also really, really challenging, especially down the stretch for this past season. Um, and when this opportunity became available, it was something that I had to jump at. Uh, fortunately, they reached out and we really, you know, gain a dialogue and um, we really see eye to eye, Coach Pope and I. I'm a huge fan of his. I really, really respect him and Nick and Cody, and I think they've done a fantastic job. And it's just a great spot. You know, the university, the culture, the community, it's special. And so uh, we're really excited to be here. Did you have a connection uh, to Mark before? or Because I know you were on Barrett Perry's staff. Barrett's from Payson nearby yeah. and connected to the community, right? And obviously growing up in Hawaii, you've connected in some way on the other side against BYU like we just talked about. But what, what was it about this job and like Mark and this place that you were like, yes, I want to be there? Well, I didn't have a direct connection to Coach Pope, no. We have a mutual friend that kind of put us together during this whole hiring process, which was great. Uh, but it's really just kind of respecting it from afar. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I've honestly been watching BYU since I was a little kid. So I have a really strong familiarity with what the program is and what the culture stands for and the community stands for. Um, so none of it is like this jarring new concept to me, you know? So, um, and then it's just easy to respect the athletics programs and obviously men's basketball in particular. Uh, and then what Coach Pope has done in the past three years is fantastic. It's, it's really unprecedented here at the university. So um, easy, easy program and coach and staff to get behind, man. And uh, it spoke to me early from a, from a cultural community standpoint. And then obviously particular to the basketball program is something that gets us fired up. 
Did Big 12 influence you at all, knowing, hey, that's your way and the opportunity to be in the best basketball league in America? And you were in the ACC. That's saying a ton, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a big, big part of it. Um, you know, going to the Big 12, you know, the belief in our ability to compete in the Big 12 right away, um, the belief in the staff, the belief in the university and the resources and the facilities. Uh, I think we can hit the ground running in the Big 12. I think we could be really, really competitive and compete for championships. So a former production assistant who used to work here, his name's Corey Aldis. He used to work at um, <laughs> like a D two or three school, I want to say, and then he moved to Louisville this last year and started doing some content. And he told me he he was telling you like, "Hey, the facilities are really good out there. You you may be surprised, right? What did you think when you came here, knowing, hey, here's this school in the West Coast Conference, good tradition, but like, what did did anything surprise you on your visit out here? I mean, it sounds stupid to you guys, but the natural beauty is stunning. Like, it's, it's distracting almost. I was here with my wife during the interview process, and we missed our exit twice just because we're looking <laughs> at the mountains and the waterfalls. I mean, it's, it's unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, Louisville's awesome, and Kentucky has some really beautiful parts, but there's nothing like this where you're, like, amongst the mountains. So um, the natural beauty is unbelievable, and you can just see it from everywhere, right, from my hotel room, from my office, and everything you do. So that's really, really cool. And then obviously the facilities here are, are as good as anywhere in the country. You know, they're as good as Louisville's, they're as good as anywhere in the ACC. Um, they're fantastic. That, that facility that we work out in and, and, uh, and our offices and all that kind of stuff is beautiful and it's modern and it's cool. Uh, and then obviously the arena is fantastic too. So, um, yeah, the facilities are top-notch. New BYU basketball assistant coach Cahill Fennell is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We'll talk about another connection you have to uh, a guy that's coming up on the newly revised roster in just a moment. But I want to ask you, if your role has been discussed specifically, because I know all assistants specialize in certain things, but how is your role going to impact this BYU basketball team most prominently? Yeah, I think you make a good point about assistants in general and different programs, but I think here with Coach Pope, it seems to be kind of like an all-for-one mm. scenario, right? We're all kind of pulling in the same direction. We're all helping in different facets of the program. Um, so obviously recruiting is something that we'll all try to really you know, prioritize, especially here to, uh, in this offseason as we try to finalize our roster. Um, and then player development and preparation and scouts and all those kind of things, we all share those things equally. So uh, it's not like I'm the workout guy or I'm the offensive guys. We're all, um, you know, playing our part and, and having our role within those uh, facets of the program. Do you have a love offense over defense? Is, is there one way you lean, or are you kind of are you right down the middle, 50-50? I don't know if I'm right down the middle. I, I do like defense. I like playing defense. I was probably scared to shoot when I was a player, so I prefer defense <laughs> more. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I would lean more towards the defensive end for sure. Okay, this is going to tell us a lot. Which office did they give you? You know, I think I, I think they gave me a little okie-doke. So I, my door says Cody Figure. So I think Cody <laughs> took Chris Burgess's office for well, whatever reason. Well, That's well, well. Listen, the moment he leaves, it's fair game between yeah. those two, right? Yeah. And then I have no gear. Guy. I have no office. Yeah, so it was uh, – I, I think that. Hey, are you been. actually hired here? <laughs> <laughs> Am I really here? Uh, like, so, you getting paid? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's all a trial period. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I have the middle office. So you have the middle office. So I don't okay. know what that means. That's probably like the the new guy, probably. Probably, right? absolutely. Because to me, the the corner office where you get you get the edge, your quick access to the barbecue. Yes. And you get uh, you all have a window. You make a great point. That's right? what Cody Figure took. I I knew it. They used to have three-point shooting contests to determine who got well, which off. Okay. When they first entered the building and it was all equal, they had a shoot-off, and Chris won. Dang it, I want equal treatment for Cahill <laughs> right now. Chris won. Chris, That's all I want. <laughs> Chris won because it was top of the key. And as a big man, he would, he would just float up there. And there you go. There. Okay, that told us a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With how I'm viewed. 
<laughs> New guy, you earn your way to the other up. Okay, let's talk about the roster. You're well aware that BYU has uh, some more positions to fill in and that there are some spots, whether it be the transfer portal or new guys coming in or JUCO guys. Uh, where is BYU basketball in relation to filling out the rest of their roster for the upcoming season and the finale tour of the West Coast Conference? I, I think – you know, 30,000 foot view on the roster, I think we're in a really healthy spot. I'm excited about this group. We have some really talented players. We have some experience. Uh, we have a lot of shot making. Uh, we have some toughness and competitiveness, which is great. Uh, so I think when it comes to that aspect, we're, we're ready to go this year in the WCC. I'm, I'm fired up from that point. Um, as far as filling out the roster, I think we've made some terrific headway. These guys have done an awesome job recruiting before I got here. Um, I think you guys are going to be really excited about some of the dudes we bring in. Um, just more talented, high-level, high-character dudes that we're excited about. Um, and I think Coach Pope is going to show, as he has before, just a willingness to adapt and play in different styles and really cater to his, uh, not to his staff, but to his, uh, to his personnel. And I think we'll be really exciting to watch this year. When we uh, think about you getting an assistant coach job, you, you were an assistant at Louisville. You were a Dobo, as they say, director of basketball operations. You've been an assistant elsewhere, right? I mentioned Portland State with Barrett Peary. Um, but you were, you were in the medical device industry for 10 years, like pursuit of happiness style. Will Smith, like, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Like, what, like, how did you get into co from that to coaching? Because coaching is a tough nut to crack and a year-to-year -year thing that can be quite stressful. But here you are at Louisville and now BYU, man. Yeah, no, it, it was a bear. So when I was done playing at the University of Redlands in Southern California, I, I got out of basketball completely, and I wanted to make money, basically. And I sold medical devices for 10 years. My first job was actually selling copiers door-to-door. -door which was awful. So I was living at my mom's house and I was paying rent to my mom and that was, that was probably rock bottom <laughs> in my professional career. Um, and then from there, I was fortunate to go to uh, sell pharmaceuticals and then uh, I got promoted to uh, medical device sales and I did that for a period of time. Um, and it was cool from a financial point of view and things like that, but I, I never really was passionate about it or truly enjoyed it. So uh, towards the end, I just wanted to do something that I was passionate about and got me fired up, especially like on a Sunday night, right? It's like, what am I looking forward to on Monday? And it wasn't going into surgery and, and consulting for a case. So um, I just decided <laughs> to volunteer really on the side while I was selling medical devices. Mm -hmm. And uh, I applied like on monster.com or something like that for, uh, for an assistant JV coach. And as fate would have it, the guy that was supposed to be the head coach didn't pass his background check. And uh, I became the head JV coach uh, while I was selling medical devices. And I, I just loved it, man. Wow. I just was really, really fired up about it every single day. It meant the world to me. The kids meant the world to me. And that's, I decided that's what I wanted to do and walked away from that industry. What do you love about coaching? Like, why did you pay rent, you know, <laughs> to your mom do that, but then give, give up that, that life to, I want to do this. I want to volunteer at a high school. Yeah, I, I think... The connection with young people and really try to get them from point A to point B, right? Whether it's high school, middle school, college, professionally, whatever, uh, specifically to college, like how can we help these young people and these student athletes maximize their time on campus, right? Like I want them to walk away from their time feeling like they were loved, like they were developed, they were taught something, they were held to a standard. Um, and I think if you can do that, you'll really change lives and impact people. Uh, so that's, that's massive for me. That's huge. Um, and then I want to win. I'm, I'm hyper competitive. So this is just another opportunity to beat mm. people and, and win every day. So uh, you b blend those two things of helping people and beating people. It's, it's a good situation for me. Okay, Hill, let's finish with this. What experience do you have watching or participating in a game in the Marriott Center in that special environment? Zero. 
So have you heard the legends then about the BYU Rock, the student section? Are you prepared for what's about to happen? I'm prepared for the Rock. I'm fired up for the Rock. They look awesome in the clips and the highlights. It looks amazing. Um, They they blow away some of the student sections in the ACC. It looks like an unbelievable environment. But I've never been into the Marriott Center for a game. The next level is to get Popeville. Popeville, I like that. That would be fun, right? <laughs> I dig that. All I think we can do Pope's that. Pope's cronies in the tents. For some of the big games, they, they'll camp out, right? Yeah. We just haven't named it anything. You know? I like that. There's something That's good. there. Yeah. There is something, something there. there. Can we get your signature? Yeah. When we have a right? new guest, we have him sign the uh, Sailor Coog flag yeah, behind you. Right? We'll have yeah, you do so, that. Uh, just watch your step right there. Yeah. Cahill Fennell, yeah. brand new BYU basketball assistant coach. Formerly a BYU hater. Yes. Now he's a BYU guy. Now he's Let's official go. because he's autographing the Sailor Coog flag. Like, That's awesome. The hatchet has been officially buried. <laughs> Shout out to Ty Dammer and the boys. I'm all in. We got our guy here. Thanks, Gil. Thank hey, you great guys. to have you, man. Appreciate you guys. Okay, coming up, what's your favorite kick time and TV channel for the BYU football schedule? And is anyone, and I mean anyone, looking forward to another potential trip to that teal field in Myrtle Beach? Technically, it's Conway. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk. Enabling global trade for a growing world. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, it's simple, really. Follow all of the major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. There's more content there than you'll know what to do with. Dude, Cahill Fennell is a cool dude. Yes, he is. Like, he seems like a good hang. Yeah. Like, he seems like he's a great recruiter. I'm excited to see him as an assistant coach. That was a fun conversation. And share some war stories about how he rooted against BYU when Marshall Falk, 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 Falk Marshall. was running for 299 yards now, against BYU. Now, I looked that up. BYU won that game. Oh, BYU won it. What? They Four, won that 93? game. 93? Is that what we're talking about, right? They won in Provo. 45-44. Marshall Falk ran for 252 in that game. When did, in 92, did he run for 299 in San Diego? Maybe it was ninety-two. Let me look on. Let me look on. Shout out to Cougar Stats. Yes. Uh, yes. BYU lost by seven. Uh huh. Marshall Folk ran for two ninety-nine. It was ninety-two. That's the game. It was ninety-two. Holy shnikes! <laughs> My mom didn't take me to that game either. <laughs> hey. Uh, also, on a side note, um, at David Holiday, Holiday BYU tweets in. I still have a digital, crew. digital receiver to get over-the-air station so I don't have to deal with online streaming delay <laughs> and possible spoilers from notifications on my phone. Like, the live digital feed is the fastest. I have yet to really receive – yeah, for sure. I have yet to really receive spoilers in the moment like that with YouTube TV. It's not been – it's not been bad. In fact, I was in the airport uh, recently, and I was watching the game, and I looked up, and it was only a second behind – I was actually a second ahead of the Ooh. TV I was okay. seeing in, like, a bar in an airport, and I was like – Impressive. Well, well, yeah, well. Yeah, I've got Impressive. the jump. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll send out a poll question. Do you have a digital antenna? Do you have <laughs> rabbit ears? <laughs> Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Hey, you can get over the air in the state of Utah with yeah. rabbit ears. Yeah. yeah. KBYU. <laughs> Thanks. They're like, finally, someone mentioned us. There's nothing more compelling in May than a bull projection. Woo! So... Thanks, Rick Flair. College Football News projects the Cougs to play Appalachian State in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Are you interested in a return trip to Conway, South Carolina after the Coastal Carolina game in 2020? No, I am not. No. You want to switch if it, that's the bowl game? I'll go. I mean, what why do they, don't we both go? What do, yeah. 
What did, then I can show you around yes. Conway. Yes. What did they call it? All it's <laughs> redneck. It's, it's it's redneck Vegas. Redneck Vegas. R- redneck, the redneck Riviera. Riviera or the redneck <laughs> Vegas. And they embrace it, baby. Wait, I they thought, embrace it. I thought redneck Vegas was uh, Nashville with Broadway and is it not Myrtle Beach? Can we say that in 2022? That's what they call. They embrace it. They call it. They Just because they call it that no, doesn't mean was, we can. There was no offense given or taken. I asked, like, is that a kosher? Like, oh, yeah, totally. We love it. I was like, okay. We, the official fair enough spokesman for this uh, group. The only good thing about this, it's December 19th, and it's warm there. Yeah. So, yeah, but I want nothing to do with BYU playing on that teal field again. No. Please no. They got to come on a Wednesday to Provo. Let's go. Please no. App State's a good program. Don't want BYU to play them on that teal field. Bad no. memories. Bad juju. Trap game. Six feet nine, 320 pounds, Corbin Kafusi showing off his hands, making a nice catch for the Tampa Bay Bandits of the USFL over the okay. weekend. Mm. But he's done this before, Jerem. Which catch by Corbin was better? His catch for the Bandits or his catch against Utah in 2016 on a fake field goal oh. up at Rice Eccles Stadium? Okay, catch catch is with the bandits yes moment is against utah okay yeah yeah that was really that's that's fake field goal that's to get inside the red zone my favorite part of that play is is jake oldroyd gearing up to just get rocked is that garrett jurgens not mitch was it was it mitch or garrett 87 87 was was that mitch okay garrett was in the 20 because he was a defensive back he was 23 yes that was a test. You passed. <laughs> All right, let's keep it rolling. Dr. Billy Nixon, uh, director of BYU Football Operations, tweeted the official name of the new Royal Helmets as Lightning Blue. Yep. What do you think? I think they're fantastic. I've seen them with my own eyes. Uh, they are shiny and shimmery and just beautiful. It's probably my favorite BYU helmet oh, wow. to date. Wow. The Why's shiny it? Royal Blue is awesome. It's amazing. It just it just screams BYU. I love, love it. it. No, I, I love a Royal Helmet. I love what they did last year. I love what they're doing this year with the Lightning Blue. I don't care how you spell it. It's I great. can't wait to see it. And I'm hoping they do this uniform combination. I think they will. For the Royal Blue Pants, the white jersey, and that Lightning Blue Royal Helmet. Of course they will. They have, oh. a, ton, they have a ton of different options. It's what they it. did yeah. against USC, but against USC it was the Matte Royal. Yeah, this the is the lightning di- is the blue, like the shiny royal. Oh, it's gonna look so nice. Uh, yeah, let's just call it the shiny blue. Shiny, shiny blue. It's shiny. What is that? <laughs> the official shiny. I didn't say describe it. <laughs> I said what's the name. <laughs> I think L- lightning shiny. blue is is an accurate it's, description. It's beautiful. Yes, because it just whew, it it's is shiny. It's beautiful. The BYU store is now offering a mini version of the BYU football equipment truck. With a friction-powered motor, does it need to come with many Hal and Feelys, the drivers of the truck? Yes, Hal and Feelys should be in it too. No, uh, that's awesome. This is, feels like an amazing stocking stuffer, although we're not close to Christmas. Friction-powered motor. Basically, you uh, wind it back and let go. Um, yeah, that's going to be awesome. I love it. I think this is great. See, the friction-powered motor, I was first really introduced to that in something called Darda. The Darda car, D-A-R-D-A, German powered. They were like, yeah. they were like the friction powered motor, but uh, with no governor. <laughs> so it just goes just zoomed. so fast. Yeah, love yes. it. Yes, 
Look it up, friends. It's an elite toy. Like Hot Wheels on steroids yes, or something? Yes, absolutely. Nice. Okay, coming up, a great BYU, I know that person moment over the weekend. And what is the best time and TV combo for BYU football in the upcoming 2022 season? You tell us, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo, smash that subscribe button on our BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel for interviews, episodes, and of course, compelling and rich content. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Let's get to our question of the day. Which combination of time and TV do you like the most on the 2022 BYU football schedule? I feel like what our question really should be is, one, do you have rabbit ears? Mm -hmm. But two, would you just smack the side of your old TV to get it to work better? Or would you adjust the ears? Because there are two trains Both. out there. Both. <laughs> Some combination. I was playing basketball yesterday, and, and this... <laughs> This kid, I, I said, hey, we got to reset or whatever. And then I just like started to make the motion of the Nintendo game where you would have to sort of clear out the innards of that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if, you, like if the you're game under cartridge. 30, if you're under like 30, 35, you have no clue what I'm talking about, right? You have no clue. Tell me. If I make the, that well, motion, you know? And it was, you know? It was okay, the way. Note. Like sometimes you do it vertically. Sometimes yep. you do it horizontally. Yep. This, like with the, These with are the problems the we had in the yes. late 80s and early 90s. Yes. Okay? How you remove the dust from the game cartridge was vital to success of said game. And we, when we started this program, we were young and spry and ambitious. But now we're old yeah. and tired and sharing stories from the night. I hate that I just did that. You want to know how long this show has been going? Okay. Uh, yeah. NCAA football 2014 was still a thing. Was still a thing. Like it came out in the fall of 2013. It was the last year that it was released. That's when we started this show. Our goal at the beginning was last longer than Story Trick. That's all our goal was. <laughs> and we did it. I want to like Google right now prominent numbers and stats from in the 2013. Room, they're like, are you going to read some yes, tweets? Yes, I am going to read some tweets. I'm also going to look up prominent numbers and stats from 2013, but not before we get <laughs> to our first tweet from Ben Peterson oh, yeah, in this that. segment. He adds, obviously, it, on Twitter, it always feels like a big game when all I need are rabbit ears to pick it up. So the NBC game is the pick for me. Because network television. Yeah, 5.30 yeah, yeah. Mountain Standard Time start also means it will not finish too late, but gives me enough time during the day to get some stuff done. Yeah, don't get used to it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> 7.30 Eastern ain't happening much. You know what you have to do? Play the most prestigious team in college football history. That's all you have to do. Blaine Swallow on Instagram. Ooh, even more than Alabama. Historically, no question. Alabama it, Alabama had its run with Joe Namath, right? They were incredible. They had this modern run. Histo like the whole – the four horsemen, Rudy, Joe Montana. Da, da, da. Notre Dame is the premier wow. college football program historically. Okay. Okay. Alabama's won a bunch of national championships. Recently with Nick Saban who doesn't they, they won a bunch get previously any too. for his players. Oh, man. That, that's, that's, a, that's a topic. Woo! They had one Heisman Trophy winner prior to Nick Saban. His name was Joe Namath. <laughs> so did BYU. Big deal. Blaine Swallow on Instagram answers, I'm going to go with 3.30 Eastern on Fox against Oregon or 7.30 Eastern on NBC against Notre Dame. I yes. like the Oregon game so I can have something to work for in the morning and then have the rest <laughs> of the day for games. Something to work for in the morning. Like, 
You need the motivation to get out there and mow the get lawn up, or something. Get, get the yard work done you know and enjoy the BYU game in the afternoon. Because we have an afternoon game, I am hitting it hard in yeah, the yard. Yeah. Yes, for sure. A rhyme. At Corbin630 on Twitter. 3.30 on Fox. How many Corbins the, are there? Has to be the obvious answer here. 3.30 on Fox. That is one of the most coveted time slots of Saturday. Thou shalt not. I get why some fans are saying 7.30 on NBC, but NBC doesn't pull as many college football fans as Fox. And the production is subpar? No, 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 no. What? As someone who works in television, Rico, the subpar? NBC show is fantastic. It it's is incredible. Really good. You know why? Because they don't do anybody else's games in college. And they yes. do Sunday Night Football. They are beeping awesome. Okay? NBC is so good. I'm sorry, I disagree with that. When I, well, yeah, when I'm surprised about it, sometimes I do my Jerry Seinfeld voice. What? What, what is he what? talking what? about? What I don't even about? know. Hey. I don't even know what he's saying about hey. NBC. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Does everybody have a Jerry Seinfeld? Everyone has that one, right? Uh, let's see. That's I just like, I that's just... like anyone who plays the guitar can play <laughs> "Come As You Are" from Nirvana. Every every everyone in my mission would be like. Hey, Americano! And then we'd be doom, 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 doom. I was like, oh, you all know this. Jerem, gas prices all the way back in 2013 Stop. were like somewhere between 250 and 350. Uh, they were that way <laughs> eight months ago. <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah. Yes, they were. Oh. We're being told to go to break. Yes, we, we need to go to break. They're like, oh my gosh, I hate you guys. Let's go. Coming up, the top five BYU baseball plays from the season. Oh, yeah, it's top five Tuesday. It's, right. it's Tuesday. Top five Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And did the Cluffs, a power couple, win the weekend for BYU? We'll discuss next. This is BYU Sports Nation. I know them. I know them, too. Timing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. I wish you could see between the breaks, because Spencer was like, wait, hear me out. Alabama over... (laughs) They won so many national championships forever ago. Today's... Yes. Well, so did Army and Navy and Princeton (laughs) and Harvard. Yeah, exactly. Download the podcast. Yes. Or don't. We're still going to do the show. It's time for Top 5 Tuesday. Top 5 BYU baseball plays of the season presented by Delta Airlines. Let's give a look back to the boys of summer, even though they didn't technically play in summer. It was winter at first, then spring. May 17th against the Utah Utes. Mitch McIntyre's not one, but two diving catches in center field against Utah. First closed out of the first inning. Check this out. Boom. And then the second came at the top of the eighth. He is so good in center field. He was fun to watch. BYU career is over now. We'll miss him in center field. Yes, we will miss Mitch McIntyre. He was a multiple uh, Sports Center top 10 lister. That's pretty good. In his career at BYU. Awesome. Unbelievable defender. Number four, none other than Brock Watkins. Pleasant Grove High School represent. Home run against Pacific. He hit the ball so hard. The ball decided to go all the way to the steps of the Marriott Center. That's legendary status in baseball lore in BYU. That's with like Corey Snyder. Tony Gwynn did it from San Diego State here. Like, look at that. Like Amazing. Two now, hops to the stairs at the Marriott now Center. Now, if you make it up the steps, they'll retire your jersey on the spot. That's uh, what I heard. The home run also gave BYU a 6-3 lead in the sixth. That was a success. <laughs> who, who freaking cares what matter. the score was? In doesn't, that it doesn't matter, right? That's and, why it's uh, an afterthought. It was on a 2-1 one pitch. Uh, at number three, March 3rd, home Astiano's. opener against Milwaukee. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. 
freshman Colin Ritter hit the home run as the Cougar. <laughs> if you know, you know. With one out in the eighth to break the five-run tie, score the game winner for the Cougars' sixth straight win. And it was on a 1-0 pitch. <laughs> There's the afterthought, right? The afterthought. It was on a 1-0 pitch. And it was a, a breaking ball. Number two. BYU down 2-0 in the seventh against Dixie State, soon to be Utah Tech. Mm-hmm. One out. They needed a lift. They needed a hero. Oh, a lift, They got you Brock say. Watkins. Oh, a lift, you Home say. run over the right field fence to bring in Chase Peterson and Ozzie Pratt. Gave BYU a 3-2 lead. They'd hold on to win by that game. A game winner for Brock Watkins late. And that was during BYU's lengthy win streak as well. Yeah. He had a few Gatorade bats this season. Oh, that, oh that's chilly. Or green Powerade, I should say. Powerade bath. Uh, yeah, this is a Powerade school. Yeah. Careful there. Powerade bath. And the number one play of the baseball season, according to us. May 12th, the rally cap game. Look at that. Look at that. That's like 28 pounds of hat. It went to 12 innings against the University of the Pacific. Yep. Two out. Running on first and second. Pinch hitter Jacob Rogers gets the game-winning hit in the center field. Mitch McIntyre scores the walk-off winner for an 8-7 win on the only game that BYU TV didn't do all year. And it happened to be a 12-inning <laughs> walk-off win on ESPN. The crew was extremely grateful they were not on the game that You night. threw out the first pitch of this I game. did. And yeah. Yeah, I threw out the first pitch. Good Very point. Nice. I, I, I just yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Our question of the day. Back to BYU football. Which combination of time and TV? Is it greater than Alabama Notre Dame's history? <laughs> Who has the better history? Yeah. Alabama Notre Dame. No. Our question. Which is. combination of time and TV channel do you like the most for the 2022 BYU football schedule? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Uncle Drew LaRose says, so does that make the Utah Tech game a big one? Because oh. you can watch it with rabbit ears on KVYU channel. <laughs> In Utah, parts of Idaho, no- Nevada, Wyoming. You can stream it worldwide, baby, and you don't have to pay anything for it. This just no in. extra package necessary. Anyone with the internet, it's worldwide. Yep. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Uh, let's give it to the Cluffs. Michaela Clough. Scoring a huge goal late for her team, National Women's Soccer League against Ashley Hatch's team. Jackson Club tweets, I know her. <laughs> yes, he does. You're married to her. That's yeah, awesome. Baby. Congratulations. They got married a couple months ago. Our thanks to today's guest, Cahill Fennell. Sorry to Dennis.